This is the Ministry Barcom Podcast, Episode 7. In this episode, I talk with Josh Kershorek, the Director of Marketing for 5Q. Josh and I talk about tools and strategies for you to consider utilizing in your marketing and communications. Also, you will learn about a framework you can use to help grow your ministry's efforts and much more. Here is our conversation. Josh, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on here. I'd love for you to just kind of share a little bit about what you do for 5Q. Yeah, thanks, Doug. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to be here. It's always great to catch up with you and uh, just get an opportunity to chat. I am Josh Kishorek. I'm the Director of Marketing at 5Q and Journey. And really, we work to multiply ministries impact. Is That's our mission. Most of my work is figuring out how to really take a ministry's vision and turn it into a digital campaign specifically so that it can reach more people, it can drive higher engagement, and then also conversions. And really kind of a critical point of that is is tying the activities to metrics so we can actually measure how much impact that we're having. What do you see kind of going into this year are some things that the organizations need to consider? Yes. One big shift that we saw last year is a lot of organizations, a lot of ministries are spending more time in digital, right? used to be face-to-face. A lot of churches with a spike in COVID are going back to, to virtual and a lot of ministries that were highly event-based had to start finding digital ways to, to interact. Um, and I, I think that's going to be a trend that's going to continue on even after, uh, you know, COVID subsides. I think we'll see that there, there are a lot of advantages to that in a lot of ways. And so some things will go back to normal. But I, I think most ministries will have a larger digital footprint. And really, from what my perspective, jumping into digital, one of the things you want to get right is your foundation, right? So we, t- we talked about analytics as one thing, having metrics to tie to your activities. And we're kind of in an interesting space where data is more prevalent than ever. So there might be more data than, than you need or know what to do with. We're, we're finding that getting that in order is kind of the first the first step that I like to take is what are you measuring? How are you measuring it? Uh, and really, what are you trying to accomplish with, uh, with your activities? And that's, it's kind of a fundamental thing, but it's something that uh, uh, so many ministries are missing out on. They don't, they don't know their numbers, their critical numbers. That is so true. And with measurement, I know there's, you know, a lot of different tools that people look at depending on what they're trying to measure, either their ads through Facebook or through Google or through website, through analytics. And if an organization is not really measuring well right now, say they have all these things hooked up, but they haven't really taken the time to go in and regularly look at their metrics. What would you say is a good place to start? Let's just say with like Google Analytics. What are some things that be the first places to look at? So with with Google Analytics, uh, I'd actually also recommend uh, upgrading to GA4 if you haven't. Um, I don't know how many of your listeners have heard of that, but that released 
maybe a month ago. I lose track of time pretty recently. Uh, and you can run it alongside your current Google Analytics when you upgrade. Uh, but that will give you even more metrics. I like to start simply. Um, you know, the first things I recommend tracking is if you're spending money, uh, you know, bringing people to your website, uh, any kind of paid campaigns, you want to track that. Otherwise, you know that you're, you're leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. And then the results of those campaigns. So uh, Google Analytics can track a lot out of the box, but uh, things like e-commerce revenue uh, and goal conversions, so your email capture or things like that, are two that really have to be configured because they're uh, specific to your website. And I find, uh, I don't have data on it, but uh, the majority of Google Analytics accounts that I look at, ministries don't enable e-commerce. And that's because uh, usually they say, oh, we don't sell anything, right? We're we're a ministry Uh, and e-commerce sounds like that, but you can actually track your donations as well. And so, uh, knowing if you're if you're running an acquisition campaign through email or ads or however, uh, knowing if that's actually translating into donations and how much, uh, you know, if you bring in five donors that uh, are each five dollar donated five dollars, that's going to look really good if you're not tracking revenue compared to the campaign that brought in two donors, but each having revenue metrics along with the conversion metrics are, are really the first place that I always look uh, because that's how you know how things are performing. As you kind of gather this data, I know just the importance of the more we know, you know, about those who are coming to our website and kind of what they're doing and our donors. And a, a lot of times organizations just gotten their an email address or a name. And, and so, uh, which could be very limited, um, but can you kind of talk a little bit more about like, what are some things that a ministry could put in place to give more of a personalized experience for their web visitors? You kind of start out with the basics of just knowing what's going on, but uh, really data isn't useful unless it's actionable. And that's something that we focus on at 5Q and Journey specifically. Journey, as you know, is a website personalization tool. We design that really to meet a need for our clients. That need is people expect a more personalized experience and you're getting all of this data, right? You, you can know a lot of things about users, but Google Analytics doesn't necessarily allow you to do anything about it. And so this is where we can take that data. Journey actually builds a profile of the user, what their interests are, what their engagement level is, and then allows you to actually send messages, whether it's uh, dynamic content changing uh, through embeds, personalized content, similar to how Amazon does product recommendations. You can actually use Journey API to do content recommendations, as well as other messaging like triggers for calls to action, like sign up for our email or donate. The idea there is start with data, know what's coming in, where, and then move on to how do I make this data actionable so I can provide a better experience for my users and maximize campaign results. 
Yeah, that's is a fantastic tool that I know just from personal experience, you know, seeing it in action can give such a better experience, you know, for an organization to have this additional information. So along with personalization, and as you were talking about earlier, just with the way things are right now and more people that are online, what are you seeing some things that they've done you know, last year and others should maybe think about doing going in this year that have like really worked well. A lot of this is actually, you know, working on some of the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Page speed is, is one thing that it affects everything, right? It affects your conversion rates. It affects user experience. Uh, it affects people that are on slow connections, mobile data, you know, everything like that. Some of these things like page speed, you might hear your SEO person talk about it if you have an SEO person, or you might hear it through tech news or something like that, but you don't necessarily give it much thought to. And really it's because it's, it's kind of invisible work, right? <laughs> but if you think about it, we have lots of hospitality focused things. Uh, if you're in sales, right, you don't want the phone to ring more than three times or that type of experience, but we don't necessarily ask if I'm going to uh, a web page and I'm on 3G, is the web page going to load in a reasonable amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's almost the same as answering your phone in this day and age. Yeah. And so really those types of behind the scene things can compound into very big differences. Page speed in particular, helps conversion rates. It's an SEO factor. So it can actually drive more traffic to your site organically through Google, keeps people engaged, those types of things. So really getting that base in order is kind of a critical component. And then focusing on engagement is the next area and engagement in a scalable way. A lot of people ignore engagement because it's hard to tie it directly to revenue, right? Mm -hmm. So if I have a marketing budget, I'm going to allocate the resources to the campaign that maybe comes at the end of the engagement funnel Mm -hmm. and converts donors versus in the middle where I'm trying to keep website visitors coming back so they can get to know about your mission and your vision and actually see the value in in what you're offering. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So those types of activities, those two kind of areas are are areas that I see that are most overlooked, but also, have a a huge opportunity for impact. Wow. That's great. Speaking of optimization and looking at even funnels and and all that, I mean, what are some tools that you would recommend an organization kind of look at to evaluate some of these things or even to maybe consider using to really help improve the quality of their website? For me, when I look at a tech stack, that's really kind of all the engagement points. Make sure you've, you've got your analytics right. And Google Analytics is free. Uh, so I always recommend that. And it's got a lot of data. If you upgrade to the GA4, if you've had a chance to look at it, but it includes uh, a whole host of additional engagement related data that uh, wasn't there in the regular Google Analytics. Uh, so I, I start with that as kind of a data capture uh, platform. And then getting your website right 
And that you can use a variety of things. WordPress is kind of the standard uh, in terms of it's open source, uh, it's freely available. There's lots of plugins, so it's easily customized. Mm -hmm. um, we've recently started working on our own uh, framework for building websites. And we've done that specifically to handle a lot of the issues that we've fixed when we work on other people's websites over time, namely SEO architecture and uh, page speed. So make sure that it's easy for you to update and make sure that you're actually looking at performance metrics for that, whatever you choose. And then really the other items are uh, CRM, you know, where are you housing all of your contacts? Is that going to give you the data? And I would look at, does it integrate with other things, right? Because mm -hmm. CRMs are rarely all-inclusive. And so you have to get your data from your website into your CRM, possibly have to get your data out of your CRM into an email provider uh, like MailChimp or ActiveCampaign, uh, that type of thing. Of course, uh, I'm biased. Uh, I, I recommend Journity, uh, which is mm. beyond my bias. I, I can recommend it because I use it regularly to drive performance. We try to make that easy to use and really looking at simple metrics and making that, that data actionable. And that's really the focus of Journity. These tools are really great to consider if you don't already have them in place. What would you say is like a tactic or some type of campaign, you know, an organization should consider in helping them grow, say their audience? Yeah, we actually uh, at 5Q have a framework that we talk about in terms of growth. We call it the five multipliers and it's awareness. It is uh, engagement. And then uh, conversion, retention, uh, and average value. Those five items, uh, you know, you can look at all, all the data you want, but those five items really have the potential to multiply your impact. As we look at should your ministry be running additional advertising campaigns? Well, if you're you know, if you don't have much traffic, then probably you need an awareness campaign so people know about what you're doing, right? Retention, you know, do you have a monthly giving program where people can become long-term donors? A lot of organizations don't, or a lot of organizations do, uh, but it's kind of an add-on. Um, and so that it, it's just a checkbox on their, that came with their fundraising software, uh, and they don't really do anything beyond that. But when you look at retention statistics, overall, the benchmark that I've seen is somewhere around 46%, something like that. And then when you switch it to first-time gifts, so if somebody gave for the first time in uh, 2020, industry-wide, there's only, I think, around a 23. It's, it's in the mid-20s. I don't have the data in front of me, but it's in the, the mid to low 20s percent that they'll give a second gift. Mm. So if, you, if you're doing all, the, all of this work to uh, bring on new donors and none of them are, are sticking around, then you're almost kind of running a hamster wheel, right? You're trying to, trying to get that next new donor so that you can keep maintain your level. And so focusing on retention in that case will help you grow and it'll help you grow 
uh, in predictable revenue as well as uh, you know over time adds up a compound has a compounding effect. Uh, and then the same with conversion rates. If you're already getting traffic to your website, but you're not converting any of that traffic, you know those those visitors aren't doing anything. Then it's really using bandwidth. <laughs> you know, it's not actually providing value. And so, convert looking at converting them to your email list, or converting them to donors, or converting them to be volunteers, mm-hmm. or converting them to use your resources. If you're a ministry and you have, you know, a small group study guide or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, you're trying to provide educational material to help people grow. Look at those conversion rates. Um, and then again, engagement, uh, as I mentioned earlier, is kind of, it's over one of the most overlooked, but it also kind of drives everything else. If you're mm-hmm. getting traffic and it's not engaging with your content, then it's not going to stick. Wow. Those are great recommendations. So as those who are listening to this podcast go into 2021, besides these kind of like things that you've talked about and tips and platforms and things to maybe put in place, what are some resources that you kind of like read on a regular basis, emails or websites you go to that you would recommend for people to look into? What I've actually been reading recently has been more about processes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the most recent book I read is Making Work Visible, especially when, uh, you know, companies are becoming more and more distributed. 5Q is uh, is pretty much a fully distributed company. Uh, There's maybe two or three people that work in the office, uh, but has been distributed from the start. Mm -hmm. It's not always easy to know what you know, what everybody else is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, the book that I read, Making Work Visible, is kind of a practical guide focused on lean principles, if you're familiar with the lean manufacturing movement and that type of thing. I would actually highly recommend it. It might be different than (laughs) than what you're expecting, (laughs) but I found a lot of value in terms of organizing it and really making your work valuable, getting rid of the types of things that detract from the work that you need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's especially important for ministries, right? You have limited resources, both in terms of people and money, and you're trying to accomplish big things. So how do you work more efficiently and make it easier for everybody else? That was uh, Making Work Visible. <laughs> was yeah, the name of that, book. that sounds fascinating. I'll have to check that out. I actually have it right next to me because I was taking notes on it, but it's a pretty thin book. Okay. Um, I actually, I read it in two sittings. (laughs) Nice. So you can uh, check it out and read it over the weekend. Yeah. And And who's the author? It is uh, Dominica de Grandis. Okay. Um, So I I hadn't heard of her before, um, but I believe if you're, if you're in the lean movement yeah. uh, more heavily, you, you wouldn't recognize that name. <laughs> yeah. Josh, you've given so much great information today. Those who are listening would love to like learn more about different things you've talked about today. Um, Journey, 5Q, how could they reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so 5Q.com um, and that's spelled out F-I-V-E q.com is our main website and then for journey j-o-u-r-n-i-t-y.com 
you can check those out. Uh, we also have a, if you're looking to kind of dip your toes into personalization, uh, we have a seven day personalization challenge that actually walks you through what is personalization, how do you set up uh, personalization, how do you automate things so that you don't have to uh, manage it manually uh, as well. And I believe uh, you have the link to that. Yes. Uh, so you can post that in the show notes. And that's, uh, I try to keep it, you know, under 15 minutes a day, so it doesn't take that up much time, but uh, we'll let you see exactly what personalization is about and get value from it. Uh, and then you can always connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Well, hey, thank you so much for just chatting today and sharing this really valuable information. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. I would love to hear from you. Join in the conversation and share your thoughts on this post for this podcast at www.ministrymarcom.com slash podcast. In the podcast, Josh mentioned the seven-day website personalization challenge and journey. The seven-day website personalization challenge takes less than 20 minutes per day and will unlock the power of personalization for your ministry. As a bonus, I have partnered with Journey to give you 60 days of free use of a ProJourney account so you can see the value for yourself completely risk-free. Sign up at ministrymarcom.com slash 7-Day Challenge. Also, while you're on the website, subscribe to the Ministry Marcom newsletter. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast where you listen to podcasts from. We will talk again soon.